Hello all, and welcome to episode one of Obiter Dictum, the Young Theorist Podcast. Now, whether or not you're familiar with legal jargon, you may be wondering why Obiter Dictum? What is the meaning of Obiter Dictum? Why have this name for the podcast? What does this have to do with the Young Theorist? Well, in the literal sense, Obiter Dictum is a Latin phrase that translates to other things said, or things said by the way. Now, usually these are the lengthy notes that accompany judgments delivered by judges in court cases. However, I'm playing on a bit of a double meaning here, as I believe that comments and observations said about everything we see and discuss in our world today also falls under obiter dictum. And so what better a name for a young theorist podcast? Because, you know, this platform has always been about the meeting of minds, the great thinkers, the great even observers. And essentially you can expect uh, to just get more of what you've been getting from the young theorist for the past decade it's been now. So everything from art, history, philosophy, science, economics, politics, law, and every doctrine of discussion in between that has to do with our world, past, present, and future. And so the foundation for all of that knowledge, in my eyes, is philosophy. And to philosophize a bit myself here, philosophy represents the foundation of human thought itself, the mother and father of free will and free thinking if you will, are encompassed in philosophy. And so why is philosophy perceived in this way as such foundational knowledge, the the knowledge of all knowledge, the study of knowledge, the study of how you study, the study of how you perceive, the study of how a a society perceives, and the comparison of those two to draw conclusions or to make remarks or musings. The simplest answer I can think of when I perceive philosophy is that the reason for this being so foundational when it comes to all of these aspects of life is because your philosophy, our philosophy, when we come together in various groups, forms the ways in which we perceive our world and therefore the ways in which we act in our world. And to throw a bit of existentialism in there, our world, your world, my world, it doesn't necessarily have to mean the world at large. It just means the world we or you or I are experiencing. And then again, how we perceive and then live in that world, in that life. And the philosophies that we shape ourselves, as well as the philosophies that we're exposed to, end up shaping a lot of who we were, are, and will become. The very paradigms in our brain that build our perceptions are made upon, again, a foundation of philosophy. And our personal philosophies are often shaped by a number of factors and split off into subcategories of philosophies themselves. For example, when looking at practical philosophy, we can see that 
the same one individual can have a sort of split off between their moral ethics and their political philosophy. Because of course we do live in a world where we are exposed to politics and various political philosophies. And so for many people that becomes a large part of who they are and what their personal philosophy is. But at the same time, we also live in a world where moral codes known as religions or ways of life, hence me referring to them as moral codes, because I don't believe that only religions have moral codes, ways of life also adhere to them. And coming back to the point, having both of these philosophies that can sometimes be at odds, whether completely or just in some aspects, uh, shows just how many different philosophies can be inside of us. And just how multifaceted philosophy is overall, let alone when we look at each unique individual and how they've shaped their own personal philosophy and therefore gone on to shape the paradigms of their mind and how they perceive this world and to take it even a step further again, how they choose to live their life through actions based on all of these building blocks. And so all of this to say, again, to the point, what better way to kick off this podcast than by starting with all of the great philosophers through history. And I've seen some of your amazing suggestions here. Karl Marx, Nietzsche and Chomsky, Voltaire, Lao Tzu, Ibn Sina, Gurnanik, Dante, Bullashah, and of course, you know, Aristotle, Plato, Homer, and everyone else you can think of outside and in between. We're going to be discussing who these philosophers were, what was their life like, when did they first start philosophizing, and what were the impacts of their philosophies, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The point of this podcast is for you to learn. So while you may, you know, by default hear me give, of course, my musings, my opinions, my obiter dictum, if you will, I also won't be holding back or censoring on any of the topics that I'll be covering, just to ensure that you have a very much all-encompassing foundational knowledge of whatever is discussed here, and then you can go forward into the world to continue to build on that, to form an opinion on that. The list goes on. And I am going to wrap this podcast episode up at this point. I did want to keep at least this first one short and sweet. I'm going to try to do that with every episode. Uh, No guarantees, of course, especially with a topic like philosophy. You know, once you get into it, it's easy to just continue philosophizing and building on the philosopher philosophy that you're already talking about. Point in case, and I'm just going to wrap up with a quote, and I'll do this on every episode. So this quote is from Leo Tolstoy, and the quote is this. Everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself. Now, hopefully this quote has left you with some food for thought and has your 
philosophy brain going in preparation for the next few episodes. Thank you for listening to Obiter Dictum, and I'm your host, The Young Theorist.